Welcome back with another episode of Rambling with a Grappleman. I am, of course, Matthew Priest, here to talk today about uh, the new news of Dark Side of the Ring apparently announcing, uh, not officially announcing a third season yet, uh, but production has began on what could potentially be a third season. Uh, I was forwarded an article by my friend Jessica. We uh, talked about it for a little bit and thought this would be something that would be cool to talk about on the podcast here, so... Uh, so here we go. You know, Dark Side of the Ring, for those of you who don't know, it's a show um, It's actually filmed out of Canada. Uh, Jason Eisner and Evan Husney, great follows on Instagram. Um, also follow Dark Side of the Ring on Instagram. Um, it's, a, it's a show kind of goes into the backstories of some legendary stories throughout the history of pro wrestling. Um, probably my favorite episode thus far has been the Gino Hernandez episode. Um, you kind of hope for a different ending as you watch it, but it nonetheless is a great episode and, and goes into that. Uh, of course the Bruiser Brody episode, another one that's the show that, that's the episode that put the show on the map really, um, and, and got a lot of others involved with it and more wrestlers and legends of this great business, uh, signed up to do the show and, and make appearance, appearances and things like that. And the guys also did a podcast with, uh, Conrad Thompson um, on his channels, I'm sure all of you know who you, who he is, uh, where they talked about every episode and broke it down and, and got into the behind the scenes of it uh, on the second season that was. But, uh, you know, the first season they really talked about the Macho Man, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, the Montreal Screwjob, uh, of course the Bruiser Brody episode, which, again, is, is excellent in the detail provided and, and you know, with Abdullah the Butcher and... Um, Tony Atlas, their accounts of, of what happened to Dutch Mantel as well. I mean, it's it's a it's a story that any wrestling fan knows, but to to see it and hear it, uh, the way that it's presented here isn't, isn't like anything you've ever seen or heard before. Uh, Gino Hernandez, of course, I talked about as well. Really good episode. Um, Fabulous Moolah episode, I believe it was also in the first season. And I think there was one more. Oh, the Von Erichs. You know, the, the, the Von Erich family tragedies there. Uh, second season started off with Chris Benoit, which was a two-part episode, which I feel like most of them need to be two parts because they're that good. So the Benoit episode, um, again, highly recommend it to, to, the, to see, you know, his son now and um, and her sister. You know, it's, it's a really emotional ride, even though we're, it's probably the most famous wrestling story of the last 20 years, uh, the Chris Benoit story, that is. Um it's just excellent, well done. A little bit different, you know. You, to to see it again, you know, thirteen years later, it was hard to believe that that was thirteen years ago. I mean, I remember where I was when I found out I was actually working at like a new job, and one of my friends in the business, old Bill Martell, shot me a, a, a call. Was, I mean, text messages. I think were still pay by pay per text, and he shot me a call, and I was at work, and you know, asked asked if I'd heard, and I was like, no, about what, and. I think he was at a Tiger game, if memory serves me right, a Detroit Tiger game that is, and you know we talked about it, and just couldn't couldn't believe it, and at that time, it seemed like it was more foul play, and then as as the time went on, and you more stories unfolded, I mean it was like a month of television, so it was cool to see them break that down into an ap- actual episode because WWE hasn't touched it, and really no one has to that level. I know there's been talks of movies and there's been books and and things about it, but. Um, and I've read a couple books about it, but, um, you know, Chris Benoit was actually uh, one of the guys who was an influence for me to become a pro wrestler. 
Um, I was always a big fan of his, and you know, it's terrible the way it went out, and it's hard to be a fan of him now, knowing with what happened. Um, but you know, he could get he could get more. I always tell these, you know, I talked a little bit on the last episode. He could get more out of um, a back elbow than most guys can get out of um, like a 450 splash. So definitely something uh, there. But moving on to the second season, I think the second episode was New Jack, probably my least favorite episode. Um, in the whole series, I mean, New Jack is a wild, crazy character. I was never really a fan of his, and you just kind of know know the story, you know the incidents, or I I felt like I did, not everybody did, um, but just you know, not not particularly a, a fan of that one. Um, but it was entertaining nonetheless. Um, and the the think it was either Brawl for All or Jimmy Snuka was next. Um, Jimmy Snuka episode again, you know, tragedy there. Uh, but a good episode, a lot of information there. But that was another one that I felt like because it was so, there was so much information over 35, 30, probably when they were filming, I think it was 35 years, but really 37 years as I record this. Um, so much information um, that that one probably could have been a two-parter. Um, and uh, the Brawl for All episode, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the Brawl for All. I was one of the few who really liked it. Um, but I liked the UFC and Tough Man back as a teenager in the 90s, watching it live every week. Um, in hindsight, watching the Brawl for All back, it lent a really interesting perspective uh, to that. And it definitely would be something where, um, you know, you, you hope to, that they could get Bart Gunn and like Jim Ross. You know, you always hope that you could get two of them two together and clear the air and hear each side of their story from it. But, you know, revisionist history is going to be revisionist revisionists everybody's gonna remember things differently i shouldn't say revisionists but people will remember things differently uh than others and what's set in your own mind um over time you're gonna believe what how you remember it and how you think it happened um and sometimes something will trigger it and jog a memory and go you know what i've this whole time i've been wrong so be cool to hear them two talk because they had definitely different different um opinions and effects on that since that episode had aired um the Dr. D episode was great. David Schultz, I always love that story. I got to meet him um, at the first StarCast. Uh, great, nice, nice guy um, when I met him. But, yeah, it, it was cool because uh, um, the Hurricane, Shane Helms, um, I was over by his table um, who I was there with for the signing. And, you know, we were hanging out and we were talking. And he was like, hey, can you watch the table for a minute? You know, you know let fans know I'll be right back in a minute. He's like, Dr. D's down there and I got an idea. And... He came back and he had just filmed him putting on like his reporter suit and doing the whole um, acting like a reporter, the Gregory Helms gimmick. And he was walking down there to go interview Doctor to go interview the wrestlers of Starcast. And he saw Doctor D and he was like, "Oh nope, not nope, not today." And and left. It was pretty damn funny. Um, I think he posted it on his Instagram and on I was on his Twitter and stuff too. But it was just cool that the kind of be a part you know see him come up with that idea go do it execute it and then put it on social media i got to see it talk to the talk to those guys so it was a really cool um moment one of my highlights uh for me for at starcast to see that done so then to see the episode of david schultz and the john stossel incident highlighted there really cool um dino bravo episode was another one that i wish was longer like I, one of those stories where you, you know the end like as a fan I knew the end result I knew what happened but I wanted to know more and they had to be hooked and and, and maybe it was the appropriate amount of time because I mean once once you hear the end um, you, you, there's not a whole lot more to it 
but but it was so much so much intrigue with the mafia ties in Montreal and you know they're talking about the cigarettes and stuff and and just really would have liked to know a little bit more information on that but love the episode one of my favorites um, of the second season I think he had, had the Road Warriors episode which in hindsight um, you know the animal just passing away within the last uh, couple weeks you know it's sad both the Road Warriors are gone Hawk and Animal. Um, and it, it's it's cool that that episode got to come out. Um, again, following those guys on uh, on on the Instagram, you get to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and it was cool to see the two wrestlers they had. Um, or body one was a bodybuilder, one's a, a wrestler out of Toronto. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. Rob, uh, I'm sorry, Rob. You're probably not listening to this, but if you hear it or somebody tags you in it, my apologies. But yeah, um, look, just like Hawk and the recreations and. You know they did such a good job with the with the with the recreations on that show, and um, it, yeah, it, it's really really was a good episode. In hindsight, one that you might, might want to go back and watch because um, that was one I wasn't really all looking all that forward to. Because again, kind of knew the story, and I'm like, what what could they talk about? And you know, it ended up being a really good episode. You can't doubt those guys, Herb Abrams. What a wild story that was. Um, I remember watching. Um, the UWF, his his company on ESPN uh, as a kid, and then I remember the ESPN Classic was playing old episodes from it. You know, probably 15 years ago. I, I was just starting out in wrestling, or I'd been wrestling for a little bit. So probably 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. The ESPN Classic would play AWA, and those shows late at night. I remember recording a bunch and watching watching them. So it was funny that 15 years later, you you know, it's not to say you forget about it, but it just kind of lingers in the back of your head, and you go, "Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember watching this stuff, and um, and seeing it unfold, and then hearing the behind the scenes." But man, what a character! What a story! What a what a great entertaining hour of television! Um, I heard Abrams, and you feel for some of those guys that that wrestlers that were in close with them, that were getting their big break, and then because they were so loyal, they they kind of missed out on some potential opportunities. And some guys, I think it was you know, it was like sunny days. Just you never really got a. Uh, um, never really or Sunny Beach. Anyhow, he he ended up never really getting his his shot. But he did, you know, he got, he got opportunities. He had tryouts. He just wasn't that star that that they'd hoped he'd be. And then of course the final episode was Owen Hart, um, which again a lot of information out there on it. But nonetheless, a great episode. Um, I loved it, and especially um, you know, getting to see the hook and, and seeing the arena and, and stuff like that. Um, getting to see his kids now is something uh, you just wish that the family was able to um, be on the same page and you would have liked to have get, seen more from the family members but I understand that a lot declined Martha didn't want to uh, Owen's widow didn't want a lot to, to do with it a lot of the family members to be involved with the project and it, it just got real muddy um, and complicated but it was good to hear her side of the story good that the Owen Hart Foundation was out there uh, for folks to donate to, um, and, and it was, you know, the charitable cause, but it's good to see that the family, uh, the kids especially have been very successful, um, and that, you know, and that she's done a, a, a good job on her own as well. Um, you know, so hopefully we get more in the third, the third season. I, I think there was two episodes announced this week, uh, under the topic here, and I'll give my thoughts on it a little bit. Um, but the first topic that was announced, was the Collision in a Korea event from 95 that WCW put on. 
over a hundred thousand people in Korea uh, for this event that took place. Um, I remember having a, a a tape of it um, or seeing this event somehow. God, I would have been like twelve when it happened, um, and I, you know I've read about it and I've seen like the tapes on it and stuff, but. Uh, like what really stands out is it's it's a contest. I believe where was it at? I think it was I think it was in Pyongyang, North Korea, Pyongyang, North Korea. However you pronounce that, the the largest capital in North or the capital of North Korea. And I think there was I'm trying to get my memory here right. I think it was like a, I'm trying to remember. Ric Flair's book really highlights it a lot. Bischoff talked about it in his book. Um, other books have, have chronicled the event. And like I said, I believe there was a video cassette of this out there that I had. I don't know if I got through a tape trader. Um, I don't think it was complete set. It might have been just one of those days. But um, you had Ric Flair and uh, Antonio Inoki as the scheduled headliner and announced. And yeah, I think the one day there was over almost 200,000 people there. If memory serves me right, there was like on the second day with the Flair and Inoki match, it was like 180 or 190,000 people. The first day was close to 120 or 150. I don't remember the numbers. But yeah, it was 95. Um, I think Muhammad Ali was there as the the referee. Um, just wild, wild stuff, and uh, you know you have all these legendary names. And the other the other match that I really remember um, was the Steiner brothers against uh, God, who was it? Kensuke Sasaki and uh, I think it was Hase Hiroshi Hase. I believe was the other guy, and that that was a, a those guys always had awesome matches. I mean, I remember. My older brother, uh, who you can hear on Gambling with a Grappleman, CJ, on uh, my other podcast where we talk football picks. But he, um, a huge Steiner Brothers fan, he had a like a best of Steiner Brothers tape. It was like five VHS tapes, eight hours long each. And you're like, was it really 40 hours worth of Steiner Brothers matches and moments? There sure were. And I think Hase and uh, Kensuke Sasaki against Steiners was on there a couple different times. And those guys had great chemistry, and they always had good matches, and that never disappointed. And I remember the Collision Korea had them working against each other. Flair and Inoki. Um, there was a women's match that I'm pretty sure Manami Toyota was in it, and Bull Nakano, I could not tell you who their partners were. Um, but it was a joint show with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and WCW, really. I think Hawk had a match on there. Um... You know what? Benoit and Scorpio is jumping out at me as having a match on there, but that could have been uh it could have been another outdoor event. I feel like I feel like it's that one. Again, could be totally wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head here. Um but those are the matches that I recall that took place there. And if I recall, Flair and Inoki was not that long it was maybe like 12 or maybe 15 minutes tops um and that was part of the controversy but there's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that that took place i mean it's north korea it's a communist country you know the wrestlers didn't feel safe there i think scott norton was uh was on the trip as well so it'd be cool if they got to interview him you know of course bischoff there but um you know the show's gonna do a great job of getting behind the scenes and getting all the 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 stories that took place there but I mean, Ric Flair and, uh, talks about it being a very scary moment. Um, 
in time where they, they thought they were going to be held hostages and things like that um, with a lot of the wrestlers. That's why I, that's where the Scott Norton stuff really comes in because I feel like I saw a shoot interview where Scott Norton really broke it down where uh, he kind of felt like he had to be security detail for, for some of the guys and they had the phones bugged and all kinds of stuff like that. So it should be a pretty pretty entertaining episode. I could be getting my events mixed up though. I apologize if I am, but looking forward to that because like I said, uh, Jason Eisner and Evan Husney once again um on the instagram those guys are they do a great job of getting getting good guests getting them lined up um those that want to do it and with it being season three hopefully they get a little bit more budget in the production and can really get get the nuts and bolts i read that eric bischoff was being interviewed for it which will be a very entertaining very good bischoff calls it how he sees it you know he what he says is how he remembers it and and you know, we'll get we'll get his side of things, and and hopefully they're able to get some of those other competitors um, that took place there. I doubt they'll be able to land Anoki, um, but it'd be pretty awesome if they did. Um, the other event that the guys were talking about was is the uh, is Jake the Snake Roberts family, um, most notably his father Grizzly Smith, um, sister Rock and Robin, Sam Houston brother, and. Uh, you know, a lot of twisted, dark tales you've heard, you know, you've read and heard through the years. Not sure what's true, not sure what's not. You've heard a couple different stories of it. Jake the Snake has talked about being abused as a child. Rock and Robin, I mean, you, there's reports out there that she was being prostituted as a teenager by her own father and, and beat her and, like, sexual abuse and all this other stuff. And Sam Houston, just this great athlete. And, you know, it, it should be a really interesting episode to see how they do it. And, and, and maybe they'll put to rest some of the the rumors that are out there and, and what's factual and what's not and um you know you, you just never know with pro wrestling who knows if they'll even be be true or not but it'll definitely be the most widely um widely broadcasted version of what has happened there it won't be in like these random shoot interviews where they can contradict each other it can all be in one documentary where you can kind of see it and, and hear it and understand it on your own um, so looking forward to that should be pretty, should be a pretty good episode that that's true dark side of the ring. Um, and a tale that while it's, it's known by those really, really deep in wrestling, I feel like that'll be the sleeper one, like a Dino Bravo or a Gino Hernandez, where a lot of stuff's going to come out and a lot of dirt that, uh, a mainstream wrestling fan may not be familiar with. So really looking forward to that. Um, you know, of course there's been tons of rumors about, other episodes in the season um, before it was even announced that they were going to begin production on it. Like I said, there's no really release date or anything like that, but it's exciting news this week. And, um, you know, it's brought to my attention by uh, something that I thought would be fun to talk about. And, you know, things that I think would be other topics that I always thought would be good to talk about would be, um, you know, Ludwig Borga, um, another guy who was, you know, a former pro wrestler. Finn, I think he was a Finnish, uh, in, in the country of Finland, he was a Finnish, um, politician who was murdered um not a real well-known guy so not like a story that i think is going to grab a lot of people's attention but be interesting enough to get to get hear more of the story here in the states and see how that unfolded um you know like i think marty Janetti would be an entertaining tale um, in its own right, especially it seems like every couple of years, and, and knowing Marty, being on several shows with Marty, um, you know, Clash Wrestling's had Marty Jannetty out, got over a half a dozen times. He's been on Clash Wrestling shows throughout the, the you know, the twelve years 
of its existence and always a always a great guy in the locker room and a, a influence to a lot of the the wrestlers but man what a wild ride he's had and it's like i said every couple of years it seems like he, he grabs headlines with some kind of controversial something new and controversial you know, a couple of years ago it was some kind of um comment he made about his daughter and then this year he, he confessed to murdering a guy and then you know you just don't know what what's true and is not with him but the tale everybody knows the Shawn michaels story of what happened when the rockers broke up but marty Jannetty, who I think got hired and fired by WWF, WWE at like seven or eight different times. I, I think it would just be a good, fun, and sad and dark episode all all in one. Uh, the tale of Marty Jannetty, if you will. I'd, I'd love to see that unfold. And I think he's a big enough name and recognizable enough that would be, um, and they could get enough enough guys uh, to talk about him um, as well and that have the inside info. Um, for the documentary, I think Marty Jenny would be a good one. Um, you know, of course, there's others. Uh, like I said, Brian Pillman's probably one that they will address and talk about. Um, it was highlighted in the Chris Benoit episode that with Eddie Guerrero's passing. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see an Eddie Guerrero episode because you know he's a big, big name, big star, and a ratings pull. Um, what are some others out there? I it's funny because I had a, a conversation um, while the second season was airing, and you know me and my brother, you know some of my rest, you know other folks in the wrestling business, we were, we would talk about it, um, and we would try to figure out, you know, hey, what what would we like to see? So you would have a list of like fifteen, twenty things then, but now as I'm recording. Um, yeah, you know, I can never never recall what they what they were <laughs> what they were off the top of my head other than Janetti and Ludwig Borga, of course. Um, you know, that's that's uh, all I got here. I'm gonna kick myself when it's when it's over. Um, I feel like there's one on the tip of my tongue, so I apologize for uh, delaying here. Um, I think the event in uh, uh, the one I was thinking of was the AAA event that took place in California. If they're, if they're doing the collision in Korea, I think the AAA event in California from 94, oh my God, I can't think of the name of it, but you had Octagon who uh, broke his neck. And at the time, I thought it was a storyline as a kid watching that event on pay-per-view. That's the nice thing about having a scramble box when you were a kid. But um, Octagon had broken his neck, and then it, I thought it was just like a wrestling angle, and it turned out it was real, but then, you know, was it so yeah, that would be a good one too that whole event how that went down um yeah i'd be pretty pretty excited to to see that um then you know if them talking about the uh the road warriors so much made you think of the other minnesota guys like mr perfect and rick rude and their passings big boss man's passing would be a good topic to talk about um you know jesse ventura even though he became a governor, I think there'd be a cool episode on on Jesse Ventura, even though and and all the controversy that surrounded him through the years and and things of that nature would be a fun episode. He was one. Which speaking of Jesse Ventura, his uh, uh, East West connection, um, tagging partner Adrian Adonis would be a good episode. Um, talking about him, a British Bulldog. Davy Boy Smith's always a fun topic, and with and really with Dynamite Kid 
God, the British Bulldogs would be a good good tail, I think, to put in there. Um, that would, you know, now my mind is going. I'm trying to I'm trying to think now. Um, they talked to Draws last season. I think my brother had mentioned having a Draws episode. I don't know if they would get enough out of that with you know D'Lo injuring him. They talked about Draws during the brawl for all. I don't know if you get a full season out of that or full episode. I'm sorry. Um, but, but, um, I mean, you could go into his football career and a lot of other stuff. You could get out of it. My brother mentioned he'd love to see a draws episode. He's probably draws his biggest fan. Uh, Magnum TA was the other one that, uh, I was thinking of where you had this guy who was really the the, the Crockett NWA Atlanta, mid Atlantic version of their Hulk Hogan. They had the guy was going to be a huge star. He could work good looking guy. And, um, you know, the tragic car accident that ended his career, um, and how it affected business. I think that would be a good episode as well. That was the other one I had. Um, there's all kinds of them out there. Um, I think a popular one that I saw fans talking about um, was with Scott Hall and WCW and um, with his drinking and, and things of that. So could see that. he's you know if, if they're going with the Grizzly Smith angle, they'll have a lot of the conversation there with Jake Roberts. Scott Hall, also a DDP, um, DDP guy, could be there nearby to get interviewed for uh, for it as well for his own episode. So we'll see how things unfold there. Um, who knows? Could be just more of an episode on the click and the curtain call even. Um, but I feel like less WWE, WWF, they'll, they'll have better content the more they can kind of stay away from that. Um, but, man, I've thought about this. A British Bulldogs episode would be pretty awesome because it is rather tragic what's happened to both of them uh, with Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith. So be a really good one uh, to do, and I'd look forward to seeing that. Um, but that's, I think, all I got here. Talk about Dark Side of the Ring for about a half hour. Um, and it's a really good show if you haven't checked it out. If you are a wrestling fan who's thought about watching it, it's been in the you know toiled around foiled around in the back of your head there uh, definitely check it out i highly recommend it um they're an hour i think except for the chris benoit episode but they're an hour long 45 minutes without commercials uh i knew that episodes were dropped in hulu a few months ago i don't know if they're still there hopefully they are uh but it airs on vice i'm sure if you keep checking your listings every couple weekends they seem to run um, a marathon, a couple episodes, so you probably set your DVR up and you know have them all, all within the month or two. Uh, they'll probably, with the news coming out, Vice will probably put them in their schedule here coming up soon. Um, Vice TV, that is. Uh, but again, the highly recommended show. Excited that there that there's some some buzz around a season three um, that's happening. If they're starting pre-production on it, and sounds like they've interviewed Eric Bischoff. Um, that's good news. Um, and hopefully we get a good 10 episode order. Hopefully they get to be 90 minutes or a little bit longer. I know it's a lot of work on those two guys. I know a couple of the episodes they were, they were working hard on. Uh, and again, after you watch the episodes, if you want to know more, check out the, I think they were under the grilling JR podcast that Conrad Thompson has. Um, and they were like dark side of the podcast. I think they were called, um, check those out uh they talk about every episode in season two the guys do with conrad and it's really good listen um especially after watching the episode and then listening to it um and hearing the the inside info highly 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 recommend so that's all i got done flapping my gums and babbling for you here tonight folks uh thank you to uh all of you who've been listening and providing the feedback 
Uh, there'll be a new episode of Gambling with the Grappleman coming up uh, here later on this week with the football schedule being crazy due to the coronavirus. Uh, again, appreciate Judas Coltrane for his help on lariats and clotheslines. I have another guest lined up here real soon where we talk and break down another move uh, that they're real familiar with and use throughout their career. Um, we'll do that more and more often, I think, uh, with the focus there. And like I said, this is about breaking it down and just things on my mind, which today is Dark Side of the Ring, so it was a good good recommendation and uh, for my friend Jessica there. And that is all I got for you here today, folks. Uh, So again, stay cunning, stay classy, stay confident.